What's good? Welcome back to the Mano Imano podcast, a podcast that debates hypothetical one-on-one basketball games from current NBA players, retired NBA players, retired athletes, celebrities, and fictional characters. You name it, we are going to debate it. Uh, and I'm joined with my best friends here, Austin and Laurel. How are you guys doing today? Well, Adam, I have to say, no airplane parts fell on my front lawn this morning like the fine <laughs> folks in Denver. So I'd say I'm doing pretty good. How about Bro, you, Will? Well, that video is nuts. Yeah, I'm also doing great. Um, I'm not getting bombarded by a winter snowstorm and have no energy and power. So I think I'm doing pretty swell over here. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Adam. I know we had a little bit of a spat last week with the Dumbledore Gandalf fight, but I'm glad you could, you know, we could settle our differences and you invited me back. So I appreciate you having me. Sure, if you're aware, but you are an integral part of this podcast. So uh, when we have spats, it's just no hard feelings, man. I promise. All right. It's good to know. Uh, how, how is uh, your dog Ajax? I know he had like knee surgery or something like that. Uh, yeah, he he's doing OK. So uh, I had him get surgery back in December for his knee because he had a, a patella luxation. And so basically his knees popping out of place. I didn't do a great job to, like keeping him under control afterwards because he's a 70 pound dog, uh, 70 pound cattle dog. So he's going to need surgery again because the knee popped back out of place. So hopefully this time around we do it right and we keep Damn. him healthy. But, but he's doing good. He's right behind me just chilling. Laying is, he down still, is he still a biting motherfucker? I fucking hate his biting, bro. <laughs> uh, he, he does bite, but he does it out of love. So <laughs> if he bites you, it so means he loves you. It's a lot easier to tell yourself that when it happens, I guess. It's not, it's not bites, it's nibbles anyways. It's a cattle dog. Come on. Oh, it's a, it, once you're like, once you hit 20 pounds plus of a dog, it's a bite. It's a nibble when it's like a real small dog, but it's a bite when it's a heavier dog. It's just, there's a Adam, just like on the basketball court, you are soft, man. That's it's not a bite. It's a, it's a... Whoa, shots fired so early. I'm not even debating <laughs> me and you on the court. Fucking you're, hey, bro. You're attacking my dog on, on a podcast. I don't, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> You're going to get animal control sent over there with all your talk. Come on. Tone it down. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, speaking of attacking my dog, the NBA All-Star starters came out, and my boy Luca came out on the starters. They were attacking him. I was was not happy about that. For for those of you that don't know, the NBA All-Star starters came out. Uh, Western was Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, LeBron, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. The Eastern All-Stars, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. And immediate reactions were, what the hell is Luka doing on there? And I just was not happy with all the hate. You guys agree with it? I do agree. I do agree with the hate. I don't think Luka has done nearly as well as he did last year. I don't think he deserves to be on the, the starters. I think that there were players that deserved it more. I think Lillard should be up there. But I don't think that it's a bad thing to have Luca there. He's exciting. He also made it so that for the first time ever, there's five international players on the starting teams for the All Stars, which is pretty cool. Um, okay, but, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I think Lillard Ky- is- Kyrie International. He's born in Italy. Four. I only see four. Is it Kyrie? Ky- I guess he- Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie was born in Italy. Yeah, exactly. Man, I was thinking, <laughs> You're reading that headline. You got to read this, the article underneath, yeah, my friend. I, was about to say, I, I didn't know who the I'm fifth one was. Clear international. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I guess that, I, that, I think that makes for an interesting uh, like storyline and everything. But yeah, I think Lily should have gotten it. What do you think? Are you joining the, the bandwagon hate? Yeah, I, I, it's not hate necessarily. I think I think Luca is, you know, and obviously a great up and coming player. The team's gone through a lot this year. But so have the Blazers and Lillard has been going absolutely bonkers every single night with not a lot of help around him. And uh, they have a winning record. Uh, and the Mavericks do not. Uh, and typically in most years that has meant something, but apparently the fans were willing to overlook that this year. And I'm going to center on uh, the East backcourt also. Bradley Beal goes from not even making the All-Star team last year to now being a starter. And of course, the man is averaging over 35 points a game right now, which is absolutely exceptional. I just would have liked to see him on the reserves and maybe reward, you know, one of the only three teams above 500 in the East, the Boston Celtics, and get Mr. Jalen Brown uh, and reward him uh, a little bit here. A little bit of a homer pick, not going to lie. Yeah, but there was right. other was, candidates as well that I felt were on the same level Celtic. as Beal. You know, yep. You know, First I'm wearing all, a Celtic sweatshirt, the primetime game today, but J- Jalen Brown's averaging 27 a game with some exceptional defense right now for, uh, you know, one of the top four teams in the East. Uh, that's one choice. You could go with Harden perhaps too, you know, 
after that. Yeah. It's not, I'm not I'm not upset. I'm just just throwing some ideas out there. More Lillard should have been in the starters, though. You have a top six player in the league so far this season, not even to be a starter. That's extremely disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Not at um, Luca's expense, just in general. I think I think I used to be on the thought of if your team does better, that means you're better of an all star. But like at a certain point, like just stats speak more than your team's performance. Also, Jalen Brown on top four in the East. Let's let's relax here. It's 15 to 14 real real powerhouse top four. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I also think Lucas averaging 29, 9.5 assists, 8.5 boards. Lillard 30, 8.5. And, and, so, and Luca plays a bit better defense. So, I mean, you got the assist, you got the, the, the rebounds. And I don't know. I think it was, I think it was an over, I think there's two overcorrections. I think there's an overcorrection for Bradley Beal becoming a starter because he was admitted last year. So everybody was like, we can't let this guy not get the love because 35 points a game is ridiculous, even for if your team is trash. And I think there's an overcorrection maybe for the hate Luke is getting because, I mean, he, he is – I will say he's complaining a bit too much about calls. I'm not too happy about the Le- LeBron-esque acting, but, you know, I'll take – I'll take Luca being a starter any day. It's his legacy. You look at bas- basketball reference, two stars out of three. It's looking good. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's an easy solution to our problems here. Let's uh, relegate Mr. Beal to the bench. We're going to temporarily trade Lillard to the East the Eastern Conference, and our problem <laughs> yeah. is solved. Also, also, it's not like Lillard's not going to be an all-star. I feel like people are going crazy like Lillard didn't make the all-star team. He just didn't make the starters. He's obviously going to be an all-star, you know? Yeah, but just Luke means a little Lillard extra. Be. It's 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 going to be hard to tell the story of this season without Lillard's performance so far this year. Doncic, you know, although the numbers are sterling, the percentages are god awful, and um, you know he's obviously an all-star level player, but their system's completely built around him. So take that with a grain of salt. Fair enough. Have you? Uh, also, I stumbled upon something yesterday that I was very intri- intrigued in and didn't really understand it. Have you guys ever heard of NBA top cards? I have. It's the latest uh, bubble sweeping the nation. Someone's yeah. got their wand out because there's a lot of them right now. Uh, have you heard of it, Laura? No, I haven't. So basically, an NBA top card is a virtual NBA card, like a collector's card. But instead of having just a single picture, it's an actual play. And they exchange it on cryptocurrency. So basically, from what I understand, you just own a clip of what the NBA allows to put out, but you could also watch that clip on YouTube from what I understand. So I'm not really, I mean, it comes down to like, do you understand the trading card aspect of all of the collectors, which I kind of get because it's a physical actual thing that you can hold on to and skim through. Do you guys think it's cool that they're, it they're doing this? Well, actual like basketball cards, like, you know, how they, they the rookie cards or something like that. Do you, do you guys, are you guys with the NBA top card movement? Um, I mean, I, I would have been interested to try try these out if I could go to the grocery store and why buy a one dollar pack. But some of these prices we're seeing out here are uh, pretty exorbitant, and uh, it makes me worried that uh, some people are going to be feeling the burn in their pocket pretty soon from these. So when you're spending uh, upwards of thousands of dollars on a highlight that I can type in on YouTube, why wouldn't I just type it in on YouTube? That's what I was thinking. Maybe I was hoping you guys maybe had a different perspective of like. Maybe we're just too old to understand this, but I'm sure they're collectors of like thousands of dollars that are exchanging. I just don't see the appeal. I don't get it. You, you see anything low? I, I still don't fully understand what this thing is, but uh, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever pay like a Bitcoin for a highlight, but yeah. No, you're, paying, I mean, like you're paying like actual money. You buy packs online and the packs come with individual clips, like certain clips. From a certain okay. player it could be scoring it could be an assist it could be a block steal like any highlight that you can think of yeah. and apparently some like there's this lebron dunk that they're trading it was going like i could be bugging but it was going at like at least five six g's people were training that yeah no that's absolutely insane <laughs> not a fan all right i think we're just like three grumpy old men that don't get trading card stuff so today we're going to be debating another matchup of current NBA player and a retired NBA player, and then two fictional guys. We'll get back to that a little later. But today's real NBA matchup is going to be Kevin Durant against Kevin Garnett, the battle of arguably the best defensive forward against the best offensive forward. I'll be today's judge for that debate, finally taking a break from all my 
almost, I was going to say all my winnings, but I did lose that quite a bit. So Laura will be debating <laughs> Kevin Garnett and Austin will be debating for Kevin Durant. The game, of course, game is to 21, ones and twos. Twos being a three-pointer equals two points. Anything else equals one point. We're calling our own fouls. So take that into account. Who, who's calling fouls? Who's a little softer? Who's going to eat the contact? Something of that nature. And then we'll go from there. So well, looks like Laura was first in debating. So you guys, let me know, first of all, what prime? What prime are you taking? If you guys had any options and uh, we'll go from there. Alrighty. So I'll start this one off. Uh, I am taking Kevin Garnett. Uh, kind of a homer pick because uh, I'm a Celtics fan. Kevin Garnett is my favorite player pretty much all time. Just love the passion that he brings to the game. I love his dominance on the court. I love how he's a one of the best team defenders ever to play the game. And I am choosing his season. Let's see here. Uh, he, I had a lot of trouble choosing a season. He had so many good seasons, especially in the Timberwolves. Uh, was, between, looks like, 04 to 07, he was, before he went to the Celtics, he was just absolutely dominant. I will probably be choosing his MVP year, which was 04. So, yeah, let's start off with Kevin Garnett's defense. Actually, you brought up a good point that I did want to talk about before I talk about his defense is that these players are going to be calling their own fouls. I think that is a very important part of this 1v1 because I think a lot of Durant's offense not only comes from the versatility of his offense, like he's just a he can really score from anywhere, but he he's pretty good at getting to the free throw line. And I, in a 1v1, you can't really just – call a foul one v ones tend to be more physical and you can't just call a foul every time you go to the into the paint right so i think that that's going to be a big factor in this matchup i think kevin garnett is obviously a much more physical player a much more aggressive defender uh, i think he's going to get right up in kevin durant's shirt like he kevin durant is not going to be able to move uh, i think garnett is known to be a, a really good team defender but i think his um, actual just one v one defending is very underrated he can defend the perimeter. He can defend the paint. He's the same height as Durant, same wingspan as Durant, same weight, even though he's... Yeah, what are, what are the, the heights? So, like so they're both 6'11". I guess Durant, I guess it's between like 6'10", 6'11". Garnett's like between 6'11", 7 feet. I think Garnett um, is infamous for saying he's 7 feet, but he, he believes that 7-footers are freaks. So that's why he yeah. wanted to list himself as a 6'11 person. Yeah, which so is, he's... Which is interesting in itself. Yeah. Uh, their wingspans they're are both, both they're both seven five. footers. Yeah, I would uh, go so far as to say I would agree with that. Yeah, their wingspans are both seven foot five. They both weigh two forty, so it's a pretty even matchup there. But I think Kevin Garnett, just his defensive impact, is just gonna he's gonna get right into Durant's shirt, and I don't think Durant is very good at handling that kind of stuff, especially when like the free throws aren't gonna be there. There's no ref calling every foul. We also know that. Garnett has a tendency to kind of get in people's heads. Uh, he has that X factor. Yeah. Uh, we all know about the Honey Nut Cheerios. Talking to Carmelo about his wife. <laughs> I um, even think that's the worst one, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to talk about the. There's some worse ones. We I already referenced talk about. the other one last week as well with our, our Dumbledore comments. I uh, listened back for some excellent mud blood tra trash talking last week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, so we know he can trash talk, and we know that Durant is not a, a very good receiver of trash talk. Um, he's a little sensitive. He's a little bit of a diva. We know we all know about the infamous burner account, <laughs> and I don't think he's going to be able to get away with a burner account this time because it's a one v one. There's really no one else that could be <laughs> defending him besides him. So uh, yeah, I don't think Durant's going to be able to handle that very well. I think Garnett is going to be able to defend him very well. He's a better rebounder. And he has a very versatile offensive like arsenal of his own. Aside from the three point shooting, he's not. He was never a particularly good three point shooter, but he also what that wasn't what he did when he played. Now in the modern NBA, I'm sure that he could spread his three point range a couple more feet and get to the three point line because he used to shoot like 18 to 20 foot jumpers. That was like his bread and butter. And yeah, I just don't think that I can't see how KD like. I think it'll be a tough matchup, right? I think KD will definitely make his shots like he always does, but he's going to be bleeding by the end of this. Like he is going to be just dying. And uh, I just think Garnett has more passion. He has more fire in him. He's way more competitive. 
more physical, and one of the best defensive players we've ever seen. So I am going with Garnett for sure. And for reference on your 04-05 Garnett, that was the MVP season. He averaged 22 points, 13 and a half boards, sheesh, five and a half, uh, five and a half assists, a steal and a half, and a block and a half. Yeah, he was insane. And he played all 82 games. Don't forget. That. Yeah, that's also that's also he Iron Man status. Yeah, he uh, yeah in those years, like in his prime, he was ultra durable. Like he played every single game between 0203 to 0405. So, so that I think that counts as well. He's just just more physically imposing player than Duran is, and that's saying something because Duran is is a big big guy. Yeah, yeah, slim reaper though. What do you got to say to that, Osti? Well, I have to say that every single statement that you just made is true. <laughs> Come to some slightly different conclusions, though. And I just want to prepare the audience. Uh, I'm about to be a flaming hypocrite uh, based off of our episode last week. I argued for toughness, making the difference in a matchup. And in this case, I'm going to argue the exact opposite with very good reasons behind it. First off, Kevin Durant, we're taking the 13-14 Oklahoma City Thunder version of KD. Led the league in scoring that year at 32 points per game. This is his fourth scoring title out of five years. Everyone knows he has some of the most unique movement skills for someone his size. Again, we both, these are both people who subscribe to the seven footers are freaks and I don't want to be called seven feet. Both Kevin Durant and Garnett are both clearly uh, at that threshold. And the big difference here is that Durant's ability to handle the ball is slightly better uh, than KG's, especially on the perimeter orientation of his scoring. KG was great in the mid post area, was an excellent knockdown shooter. Unfortunately, he's never really had much of a pull-up game other than in some crazy late-game situations, some great highlights out there. You look back to his MVP season of him knocking down several three-pointers, but buzzer-beater-type shots. Unfortunately, it just wasn't something he showcased very often. The whole entire, you get to call your own fouls, I'm really struggling with why this would be a negative for KD. Uh, You just basically argued that he's a bitch, and if he's going to call more fouls, he'll get the ball back. So I think that's actually probably a positive. The more physicality is probably going to work out in his favor. When we look at what KD is able to do and why I think he has a humongous edge in this matchup, as much as it pains uh, me to say Kevin Garnett is my favorite player of all time, Kevin Durant's my second favorite player. I think we're looking at two of the top 12, uh, for sure, best players of all time at this point. Likely, uh, probably top 10 for both, but that's a highly argued point. Durant might even get up higher. We look at some of the sacrifices he made in, in Golden State to get the chip that everybody loves to bash him about, deservedly so most of the time. You know, he can shoot the three off the dribble or, you know, off the catch, right? Doesn't really matter. And in this case, we're still playing twos and ones here. If KG gets up in his shirt, he's going to be able to go around him. If he plays back, he's going to knock it down in his face all game long. And I just don't see KG making those same type of shots. He's going to be getting ones most of the game. Durant only needs to make four or five twos, and this this is this is an easy win for him. You know, the physicality, I definitely would give it to KG. But the mentality, I give it to KG. I just think Kevin Durant is the best scorer of all time. Pure score. There's never been anybody like him. Giannis is the closest body type we've seen to having the movement skills of Durant. I'm sure we're going to have more guys in this vein going forward. Just no one has had the ball skills, the guard skills with the dribble, pull-up skills of a, of a much smaller player. You know, when you look at KD and his shot off the dribble, it's, you know, one of the elite level releases we've ever seen. Right up there with Steph Curry, right up there with Ray Allen. You know, it's, it's a beautiful shot. He can get to the mid-range going left or right. It's pretty much impossible to stop. You know, there's been some teams that have slowed him down a little bit in the playoffs here and there it's not consistent KD has overwhelmingly beat the best defenses day in day out for his entire career and in this case offense with the twos is, is going to take the the defense with the ones that's that's compelling any any counterpoints to that though you say that he's beaten the best defenses but he has not be- beaten the best one-on-one defender that we have seen and that is Kevin Garnett I don't think he I don't think he's ever been defended by someone that has the Kevin Garnett's tools, his physicality, his strengths. He's not def- never defended by a, a seven footer that can move on the perimeter, move laterally as quickly as Kevin Garnett can. Who has guarded him that's like that? Besides like I mean LeBron, but LeBron's not uh, well, I thought or the wingspan to contest shots that Kevin so Garnett. You, you could start with Kevin Garnett actually didn't guard him in their matchups, although he was towards the end of his prime. I will give you that. I'm not gonna. I'm not. He's gonna sit here and bash KG. I, that's disrespectful. I will not disrespect KG. But here's the thing: 
if you go back and look at Durant versus KG matchups when he was on the Celtics, when he switched on to him, KD was able to roast him a little bit. If you look at Giannis, if you look at Duncan, if you look at a lot of the guys, right, that are in similar body types to Durant, this is the thing. You don't see anybody because there's no one that is like that, right? KG, again, he was very, very good moving there. Mostly he was guarding, you know, the the bigger fours of his generation, right? If you look at the starting lineups that KG played on, he wasn't even playing center, right? He had Lauren Woods next to him, or he had a variety of different Joe Smiths, right? Not very good players. You know, when he was guarding other other teams, you wouldn't see Lauren Woods. Oh, classic. University of Arizona, you know, about a six foot 11, A-OK player, but he started a couple years next to him. Rasha Nesterovich, I think, was another. Oh, Rasha, I know. You know, great. Some some great centers. Great centers. Yeah, Nick Collison, bro. Stalwarts next to him, right? Right. If you look at, you know, and I'm going to switch the topic on low again. I made my point about not, you know, not having many people really that he had to guard that or anything like Durant. But also if you look at who was guarding Garnett in that season, you know, I went back and, and watched the, the playoff series in the Western conference versus the uh, Lakers, you know, not, not, let's not say the whole thing, but I watched, I watched him, you know, half hour or so worth, right. Just, just cause I love KG so much. What it year? wasn't Shaquille O'Neal out on KG. This is the MVP, the MVP year, I believe. Okay. Um, it wasn't KG out there. It was end of career, 39 year old Carl Malone and Slava Medvedenko. Now, I know the Lakers knew they could beat the KG-led Timberwolves. There was not much talent on that team. But don't you think Shaq would have really switched out on him if he really was that worried about it for a little bit here and there? Because, hello, I know you don't know who Slava Medvedinko is, but c- come on. Yeah, No, you're right. I have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your NBA pre-2010 like is, is a little shaky. Yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, I I want to start off real quick just to say that like unlike you, I am here to bash KD. I don't care about uh, I don't care about KD at all. Uh, I I respect his game, but I don't like him as a first. <laughs> I think he a diva. I hate almost everything about him off the court, but <laughs> that doesn't play a part in why I think he'd lose to KG. Why I think he'd lose KG, like you said, they didn't play against each other in their primes. So we never got to see PKG versus PKD. But I think I'm very confident that just watching KG play in his prime, that he'd be able to stand his own against KD, keep up with him. I'm sure KD would like lose him a couple of times with the with his dribble. But KG also used to just be very good at even coming like coming back into a play. He's known for his def- uh, team defense, right? So he's known for quick reactions, for getting into the play as quickly as possible. And the free throw argument that you were making earlier, changing the subject a little bit, KD can call as many fouls as he wants. doesn't guarantee any points like it, it would in a, in a real game. And um, eventually he's going to have to play through the contract. It's not like It's not like he can just keep calling fouls all day. I wish if I had known that calling fouls would get me to win a 1v1, I would be calling <laughs> fouls all day. Um, when I, uh, an old roommate of ours, me and Austin, uh, I played with our, our, an old roommate of ours, Chris Rivera, uh, to 50 points once. And um, I barely managed to get over 10 points in that game. <laughs> so uh, if I had so, known. So, Lo, you're leaving out a, a key point. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for the last day of soon. We don't want to incriminate You're leaving anybody. out a key point. <laughs> What's the key point? Uh, well, let me let me add a little a little color to the story. I will give low credit. We had a, a fierce debate one day. Uh, our former roommate Chris, he was a D three player up at uh, UMass Boston. Pretty pretty good player. Good guard. Nice shot. You know, Ready, uh, bigger sure. bully type guard really can push low around a little bit. So low is a more of an amateur basketball player came into the sport a little later in life, really, you know, made his money off coming off the bench for the, uh, the intramural squad team, you know, excellent hook shot, right? I was about um, to say the hook shot out, is pristine and the effort, the hustle is the hustle oh. is to talk about. <laughs> the, thank, uh, you. thank you guys. The crux of the bet, though, was would Chris get to 50 first or Laurel get to 10 first? I was a stark supporter of Laurel, and I was never prouder of uh, of my friend to see him make it to 11 points. Uh, you know, I think the final score was 43 to 11. It was a hard-fought battle. A uh, lot, of, lot of sweat was lost that day. A lot of really ugly shots, too, but he, he ultimately came through. I actually didn't didn't know that story. I didn't know that. Why did you guys stop it? For, it was just like a mercy rule. Like once you got past ten, it was it was over. Yeah, I think we were exhausted. 
And at that point, I, I only had to score 10 points. So once I got to 11, uh, we called it. <laughs> was, there, was there any money on the line or was it just fraud? Uh, there was a bet, but we should probably shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a that's a story for that's later. Like, that's okay. Yeah, okay. off air conversation. I gotta, sure. I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta take note on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, back to the argument here. I don't think calling your own fouls is gonna be is gonna play into KD's favor. It's just gonna tire them both out. Um, and he's eventually gonna have to play through the contact, and KG is not gonna let up because he's calling fouls. KG is gonna go at it no matter what. So yeah, so back to the just my main point, I think my biggest point is that I think the physicality, the passion, the aggressive style, comfort, almost confrontational style that KG plays, I think is going to overwhelm KD. And I don't think KD, like KD will get his shots. I'm not arguing that. he He's known for making shots, but um, I think KG's defense will overcome. I think KG will be able to score as well, like in the paint at a pretty decent rate enough where he will outscore KD, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I think um, probably like if we're going to 11, it'd be like 11 to 9, 11 to 10, and, uh, or 21. If we're going to 21, then, yeah, it'd be like yeah. 21 to 19, 21 to 18. But I think KG's got this in the bag. Yeah, for, for a score, I think it'd be probably like 21, 16, 17 in that range. I think I think KG would make plenty of shots, you know. At the end of the day, though, it comes down to me. Durant is the best shot maker has never had anybody that's able to bother him with their size, and he's going to shoot over anybody. And having that two-point advantage is, is going to prove key. But again, KG will put out a valiant effort, excellent game, another close, close matchup. Yeah, that's those are two compelling arguments, fellas. And I, I, had, I had an initial bias towards – well, first of all, I do like both of them, both of those uh, gentlemen. I think Kevin Durant is probably the greatest scorer the game has ever seen. And Kevin Garnett is the most intense player the game has ever seen. I think I had an impression going on that Kevin Garnett was going to take it only because I saw this video of the 2000 Team USA King of the Court, where uh, if you guys don't know King of the Court, you have basically a one-on-one. You get one shot. If you make it, the next person goes on and so on and so forth. So, KG ran through Team USA 2000, and those are that's the best of the best that the USA can offer. Uh, I know to that I'm not sure if 2000 was a particularly great squad, but again, the best of the best the Team USA can offer. Uh, but then think about KD and the arguments that Austin was making, and and Lo, I think you made a little bit of a mistake focusing on the team defense aspect of it because that isn't really coming into play much for one-on-one. I think the physicality for sure favors Kevin Garnett. The man is going to just be in his shirt. And I I think KD Durant will be able to get, will be able to get around him. And I think ultimately the factor is the twos because they're going to trade baskets for sure. It's not going to be, it's not going to be like somebody's going on a run, stopping, going on a run. But I think when, Again, like you said, Lo, it's going to be a physical ass game. They're going to get tired, and I firmly believe those twos are going to those twos are going to help when you're tired. Where like Kate, Kevin Garnett's going to have to pick either give up a one or give up a two, and when he gets a little slower on the step, I think those twos, especially KD, that that one year, I was a little worried. I thought you were going to pick a later year Kevin Durant just because his defense hadn't developed too much uh, in that 2013 season. I looked at the stats and those. I think the only year he didn't average over one block uh, after that. He, he, I think he averaged almost two on the Warriors one year. It was like 1.8. That was when re- Kate, Kevin Durant really was challenging himself as a defender. So I think that that was giving me a slight edge to Kevin Garnett as well, just because that mid post, he's going to, he's got him and Dirk Nowitzki when I was growing up watching, if they shot a mid range, I thought every time I was going in, like I didn't believe that they were going to miss those two guys. I, I go scared every time Kevin Garnett shot that. But just the the pure and the handles. I think handles are a big one on one for Kevin Durant. Uh, it'll it'll be helpful for him to to be able to blow by a little quicker as opposed to have to battle in the post every time for Kevin Durant. Oh, people want to say KG and KD, but they sound so similar with the DNG that I have to like. I'll, I'll just try to go Garnett and Durant. Ultimately, I think I'm I'm giving it to Durant just because of his unique. It, it, he's just too unique, and he has gone against 
LeBron James, which I know he's not theoretically as long as Kevin Garnett, but prime LeBron is as is good as a on-ball defender as you can get. Um, he's going to stick on you like glue. He's gone against Kawhi. He's gone against Giannis. And early days, Tony Allen, they were in the same division, uh, OKC and the Grizzlies. That, that boy was um but yeah i'm gonna give it to kevin durant probably a score of like 21 to 21 to 17 i think i think it'll be those extra twos that'll really be in durant's favor well i gotta say i'm very disappointed in your your answer <laughs> so far you've dis- disappointed me two out of two times on this podcast and uh it's not going well but i mean i i, I, I respect <laughs> that i mean kd kd is a tough tough matchup for anybody really even the best of the best defenders um, I do want to clarify that I did say that KG is a great team defender, but I, I was just providing context that like, I think his individual defense is underrated mm-hmm. um, because that's what he's known for is his team defense, I think. But other than that, I, I respect the decision. I think KD, he, there's really no one alive that could stop him. So yeah, um, I, I think KG about did it. a really good job of hindering him, but, but uh, yeah, it'd be a tough matchup. I wish we could have seen it. It would have been great, but. I was thinking the other night, like, if you could have anybody in NBA history before a game being like, your life is online, you need to get 50 points tonight. Like, who, who is it? Who are you asking? And I'm thinking, it's either Durant or Jordan. Like, who? They're going to get those points, like, if they want it. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'd be – so this is this is actually one of the, the interesting, you know, if you want to go little little theory in here. If I were to not, you know, it also depends on when you're you're getting that guy right in the in the games too. Because at, at this point in time, uh, I think I would actually probably choose someone like Shaq. Um, and the reason is is he was dominant when big men and inside defense was such a um, you know such a primary concern of every single team out there. And as you know, even in generations like today, I still think Shaq. You know, you get look at guys like Embiid or or Jokic. Right? I feel like Shaq was on a whole nother level than any of those guys as a post scorer. Um, yeah. And night in and night out, like I feel like you know, with with that concept of like you don't know what you're getting into. I feel like no matter when, where, whatever, he would work. Like Durant, if you were to put him in previous generations, right, and not have the three ball be a, as big of a part, right? Is he just gonna live off mid range post jumpers every game? And yeah, that's great. The one thing I would say about Durant, and it always surprises me, for someone that led the score league in scoring five or four times, right? Four out of five years, the number of like super high upper echelon 50, 60 point games, there isn't a lot of those on the on the resume there. So I don't know if that was ever like a stamina type thing for him. Never really like went for those super high scoring numbers like yes absolutely like you look at some of the greatest runs over you know our gen our, our lifetimes of following the league like you look at kobe arenas steph curry right they all went on these crazy 50 point streaks and durant never did that um and james i still harden think he's too. the best scorer of of our life james harden yeah it's just it's it's just an interesting point i think hey, no you're absolutely right that's i didn't think about it like that Lo, you have any any other people in mind uh jason tatum I'm just kidding. No, uh, it's it's hard to beat the, the scoring that you can get from Durant. So, no, I don't really have anyone else in mind. All right. Well, that uh, that has it for the first matchup, Kevin Durant over Kevin Garnett. Uh, let us know whatever you guys think in the comments of wherever we decide to post this. So the second matchup today is between Laura will be the judge. Uh, it is going to be Peter Griffin against Homer Simpson. Uh, the battle oh, I was gonna say the battle of the family guys but that's not fair to Homer uh, the battle of the family men <laughs> the battle of the heads of the household uh so to speak but that's theoretical because Lois and Marge probably run it a little better than those two guys do today I'll be arguing for Peter Griffin my guy Austin will be arguing for Homer Simpson I guess because he's already argued I'll give him a little break and I'll, I'll go first yeah so I don't I was thinking it's not really a prime to family guy per se for Peter's sake, but I know there is a prime to family guy humor's sake <laughs> for this, the earlier season. The mid seasons are a little more humorous than the, the later from what I gather. I was a big family guy fan back in the day. I watched it a lot in high school and early college. I kind of fell off a bit, but I did do a little research, watched a few episodes and went on YouTube, watched clips. And Peter uh, is way more athletic than you would, when you would think. Checked on the Googles, and uh, Peter Griffin is six foot flat, 270 pounds. And I tried first to see if he had any clips of him playing basketball. 
and there's only one I could only find one and it's amazing so he's playing with chris one-on-one uh, -on -one and game game point chris is a a bigger fellow too so it's battle of the big guys and chris gets by him game point chris gets by him and peter yells your mother and i are getting a divorce and <laughs> chris misses the shot he gets the rebound swishes free throw wins the game so that clip alone tells me a lot tells me <laughs> that Peter is there to win the goddamn game. He is, <laughs> he's going to tell his son one of the worst things you could tell a child in the middle of a basketball game and on game point gets one shot, swishes at the free throw line, meaning he's done this before. He's done this free throw thing before. It's, it's big for him. So this game in Homer Simpson's ear all the time, you're not getting these donuts. He might even start saying, don't just to get in his head to steal his catch line. So there's that. Then there was an episode, season four, episode 20, called Patriot Games. And Tom Brady recruits Peter on the damn Patriots. He's a lineman. Tom Brady sees him, like, go crazy in a mall because he, like, was trying to catch something and he knocks everybody over. Tom Brady literally says, I've never seen somebody move the way you move that big. And Tom Brady's been playing 15 years, 10 to 15 years at that point. He's seen a lot of big fellas move. Uh, and Peter Griffin was the best. So, and he got on the field and just ran these dudes over. Carry Tom Brady to the finish line. You can't tell me that this man is not a powerhouse, a, a wrecking ball of determination when he wants to. Does he have a bit of a gloating problem? Yes, that was the whole crux of the episode. But there was also a part where they did a whole dance number and Peter did a pirouette for like five spins. And I don't know if you guys ever tried to do a pirouette on grass or turf field. I, I've never even really tried to do a pirouette often, but I've, I've tried maybe once or twice. I mean, you try to see how many spins you can get, but four or five times is not easy. Like <laughs> the balance, <laughs> the balance you need, the speed you need in cleats. It just takes a certain uh, core strength and power that I think Peter is not, is not given credit for. And <laughs> actually it was, it's the same. It, same episode as did you guys did you guys watch Family Guy at all growing up? Yeah, I did, and I have seen the the Brady one. I've never seen the one on one with with Chris though. That's a that sounds like a good one. I should probably watch that. But I, I watched it here and there. I didn't watch it probably as much as you did. Have you watched it, Austin? I uh, I don't find it funny. Unpopular take. <laughs> I'm also there's something about animated shows, and I know I'm about to argue for Homer. The Simpsons got me past it. I just don't. The Rugrats, I love the Rugrats. I'm just not a big animated show. Rocket Power, kids show, I don't know, man. Okay, I was just asking because there's that infamous scene with Stewie of asking Brian where his money is. And I didn't know it was the same episode where is where's my money, Brian? Where's my money? And I didn't realize how extreme the extent of how Stewie beat the shit out of Brian. Yeah, like literally shot him in both kneecaps, lit him on fire, took a pipe hit him over the head, gouge his eyes with glass. It was just a lot for like a, it was the pinnacle of comedy at my 16 year old self. But anyway. Right, should have paid up. Exactly. It was only like 20 bucks too. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So oh, back to my argument, Peter is just a physical specimen. And he, there was a, even a part in the episode where they dogpiled him. Uh, he had a fumble dogpiled and was able to get out of the dogpile and score a touchdown. Have you ever been, you guys have been dogpiled before. That is not easy to get grown ass men, linebackers off you with a dogpile. That's like Shaq level power of just, I'm going to dominate everybody around me. So I don't know, man, Peter, it's, it's a bit much. And then I actually stumbled upon, oh, I mean, there, there is a, the chicken fights. Everybody knows about the chicken fights where Peter is just, beating the shit out of a chicken and the chicken's beating the shit out of Peter. Uh, if you don't know, that's basically this, the summary of what it is. He has multiple chicken fights and the physical things that they do. First of all, Peter could take a punch, meaning any physicality that Homer is dishing out, elbows, low blows, Peter's like, that That tickles. That's not, that's not really, that's nothing to me. And then finally, I actually stumbled upon this. I didn't know, and I, I should have known this, but Family Guy and The Simpsons actually did have a crossover. And there was a whole fighting scene between Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson. Yeah. Whoa. There was there was an epic. You thought the chicken fights were epic. There was a whole episode. Uh, it was the season 10 episode 
No, I'm sorry. Uh, that was the chicken fight. I don't know the actual episode, but there was a crossover. So basically, we all know if you do watch Family Guy, the epic fights that they they do have between Peter and the chicken. So imagine this 10 times more homework. It was like two, it broke into like two YouTube clips. You can usually watch one fight and one YouTube clip. It was like 10 minutes long. And went back and forth. It was, I won't say that Peter beat the shit out of Homer. I went back and forth. But I will say there was a final scene, final action, where they both, in the animes, they go each other with one big punch. They both knock each other out. And the first one to get up from that knockout is Peter. He gets up while Homer is still down, which to me speaks volumes. Gets, I mean, gets up first. Goes over, picks up a rock to smash over Homer Simpson's head. And then Homer bites him in the dick. And <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> bites him in the fucking dick man and you just don't bite a dude in the dick in a fight that's all i gotta say that's that's i mean there's like low and then there's like cross the line you just don't bite a dude in the dick to me that's unless that's your thing in like a consensual way that's fine but don't bite a dude in the dick in a fight when it's not consensual that's all i gotta say but I just don't think after after just the fight of Peter getting up first over Homer and, and those physical feats that he's done before, I think it's, it's Peter Griffin. Oh, okay. So let me give a let me give a comp player uh, and how I think he'd play. I think it's free throw line down. I don't think he got range. So I'm not gonna. I won't, I won't front. Um, I'm thinking Bookie Cousins early with the Kings. He's mean. He's not dirty, but he will get dirty. He's petty. He'll hold grudges. You saw when he took Isaiah Thomas away from trying to talk to Chris Paul. He ain't talking to no enemy. Once you don't fuck with you, you don't fuck with you. And he's fucking good. Like, he's, a, he's fucking good. So, I think Boogie Cousins, it's Peter Griffin. You're not, you're not going to take him. Quick, quick aside, guys. Is his is cousin washed, or uh, where do you want to see him end up? Oh yeah, man! I was I was so upset. I, he went off for like twenty six and seventeen, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and now he's getting released. Internet's man was also shooting thirty seven percent from the floor and having some porous defense, like my sponge downstairs. <laughs> you call him SpongeBob? <laughs> That'd be better than my other foray into nicknames. My uh, Brooke Lopez is the Buffalo never took on so. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was like Gretchen Wieners with fish. It just wasn't gonna happen. For cousins, I I think he'll he'll still get picked up somewhere. Um, someone probably needs like a backup center, and he's I actually a solid I know, backup center. I know I'm a, little, a bit biased here, and I think I'm not much to lose. I'd like him to see him in, in Mavericks too, Dallas Mavericks. For those of you who don't know, I've been a Mavericks fan since Dirk Nowitzki touched the basketball in Germany, uh, in Warsaw. Um, thank God I didn't have to go into war because that would be tough before I was born. We're <laughs> <laughs> no. in Poland, my friend. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, no, yeah, that's that's ignorance. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. You are. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, man. Uh, it's, some, it's something with like a war. That's why I said that. Um, but yeah, I think he'd be he'd be good on the the Mavericks and and maybe the Nets. Andre Jordan was just not going to be giving you 30 minutes tonight. I'm sure him and Harden will continue to get along great. So yeah, that's interesting. The only thing. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, it's like it's you know it's really disappointing. Sorry, just for the quick aside. You know, I, for someone who had the talent level of Thias and just see his career played out in the NBA like this, you know, Seriously. not to say he would have been in <clears throat> anywhere near an all-time great level, but just between the injuries and and you know being at that borderline all-star level never really be able to get back you know still kind of rooting for him i've never been the biggest fan of his but uh I, it'd be nice to see him stay in a rotation for a little bit have these late career revivals like uh carmelo or vince carter get some get some run somewhere make a difference still so anyways okay so so let's get back i'm gonna start off with my peter griffin bashing before i uh <laughs> sing the praises of homer okay so one thing that I, I wanted to start off with, uh, and this is going to be a key point to my argument and ultimately in my closing, why Homer is going to win. Uh, that I'm, I'm very happy you brought up that episode with Chris when he was playing one-on-one. Number one, because I was going to say the wrong name for the son. I thought it was Brian for whatever reason. But thank you for That's correcting me, Chris. That's right? Dog, Chris yeah. is a, a very 
very okay close very portly fellow not much lateral speed not much dribbling ability and he went around peter like he wasn't even there so first (laughs) off we clearly have a defensive problem that is going to be exploited all game long he cannot stay in front of anybody and his trash talking may make him miss some layups but it's not going to be a whole bunch secondly Now, there happened to also be in my brief research, and again, I am not a Family Guy expert. My quoting skills are also subpar, but I will try my best here. Brian was in the, sorry, Peter was in the crowd with Larry Bird playing a game of horse. Larry Bird makes a ridiculous (laughs) shot from the stands. Peter then goes to call his next shot. You know how in horse you say, oh, I'm going to make a a baseline jumper, right? Peter goes, hit the shot bounce it off the backboard, hit the water fountain so I don't ever have to play any stupid sports again in my life. <laughs> Mentality is terrible. He doesn't care about sports. He might hold grudges, but he has no interest in this game that we're going to be playing. Do, now do let me you jump know... into some of Homer's. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear no, it. I just wanted to know. Okay. Do you know? Okay. Do you... Yeah, Homer. Go Homer. Go Homer. Are you trying to save a comeback for me late? Am I mistaken in something here? No, no, no. I'll ask later. I'll just go ahead. You go on with your homework. It's your argument. Okay, 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 okay. So first off, unbeknownst to me, I've watched I've watched The Simpsons for a long time. Not religiously, but I've seen a, a good amount of the episodes. I know what it is about. And clearly, I was not paying enough close attention to over the 27 years that this show has been on. And this is another thing that you have to remember. I am picking Homer pre-injuries. Right. So we'll get to this in a minute, but this is an important piece. Homer has sneaky athleticism for his size, standing in at six feet, 240 pounds. Um, Again, another big fella, but he is much more athletic than Peter. First off, Homer was a championship softball player in Springfield. He was willing to take contact. He took a pitch to the head to win the game for his team against nine former major league players. So toughness is there. Will to win is there. Athleticism, baseball doesn't really show that. So let's move into a different yeah. sport. Boxing. Homer Simpson, not only was he a, a boxer, he doesn't have a lot of head trauma from the sport. He's only had four professional fights. He was so good in the first three that he fought for the world heavyweight title against a character that was meant to be Mike Tyson at the time, but they didn't have permission to do so. He <laughs> lost. He lost, but he made it to the world heavyweight championship on only three fights. You know how good footwork boxers have. Every single thing that's a directly translatable skill to the basketball court. The man can dance. The man can punch. The man can take a blow. We're all on, on good sorts here. Now, the final the final straw that's going to put Homer over the edge before I get into my player comp here. Basketball IQ. Now, here's, here's what you might be thinking. What the hell does Homer know about basketball? Well, he happens to have a son named Bart Simpson. He coaches Bart to become the best player in Springfield, so much so that the whole entire town comes to treasure him. He's on top of the world. He's the most famous person in the whole entire town. Everybody wants Bart's number. You don't teach your son to be that good of a basketball player with the physical characteristics that Bart had at the time of his age compared to his peers. Now, it did unfortunately go to Bart's head, but that's no fault of Homer. That's Bart's personality flaws, as we all know. He has many of them. Again, absolutely hilarious character. No one I'd ever want in my life in any way, shape, or form. Finally, Homer, he goes to the YMCA at one point. Now, again, this is why this is the key point. I'm saying pre-injury. He's playing yeah, in, a, in a episode or season. I, I don't. I, okay, okay. I I don't. I don't. Okay. If you Google it, it comes up pretty quick. We're not talking about we're searching through archives here. This is at the top okay. of the line. Okay. So so Homer's Homer's sitting in the YMCA. They're playing a back and forth game. Right. Comes down to the end. His team needs to to you know is they're they're moving along. They're playing a good team. They want to win. Right. Homer comes shrieking down the court, and I'm telling you, this man is fast. He's looking. He's beating people out the court. At the three-point line, his teammate, he gets down on his knees. He jumps off his teammate's back from the three-point line, goes, misses the dunk. He gets all the way to the rim, and unfortunately, he ends up breaking his leg. So, you know, it it is a downfall, but we're going to look at the athleticism here. The man can fly. At the end of the day, we have our player comp. We're going back all the way. Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowitzki draft for my first, very first favorite player, Mr. Robert 
tractor trailer, uh-huh. rest in peace. R.I.P. That man, that man, you know, very, very burly guy, big fella, you know, and obviously is more size than Homer, but he had a right hand dribble. That man in transition was dominant. We're going to say <laughs> the same exact thing. We're going to have Homer Simpson driving right handed towards Peter's left hip. Peter's not going to move. Layup, layup, layup line going home. It's a blowout. I thought this would be a close one. These characters oh, are, are both great TV characters. I'm having it 21 to 5. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> All right. Well, I admittedly didn't do much opposition research so all of that information i don't watch the, the simpsons at all growing up so that that information was all new to me and i think i have to adapt to my counter argument but i have a few points i have a few counter argument points to make first of all uh your fighting with mike tyson is unimpressive to me because that is professional fighting and peter's in the real world fighting on moving cars he's grabbing onto tractors and everything that's i mean it, in a ring is cute seem in the streets on top of a moving vehicle with knives and we'll see what happens. He's taken more punches than, than Mike Tyson has seen in his lifetime in one fight. Secondly, your Larry Bird point. I wish I had stumbled upon that because I was searching Peter Griffith basketball like crazy just to, just to make my point. But I'm glad you brought that up. Well, not glad, but when Peter did that, I looked at the year. The episode was around 2015, 2014 which was in the back middle half of Peter's uh, tenure with Family Guy. So when I was referencing the prime of the, the Family Guy years, I was more alluding to the earlier years, which season four is where the Patriots play. So he had his athleticism and he did his sport thing. How many athletes do we know that hate the game? Andrew Bynum was an NBA champion level type player. He won rings with Kobe. He was arguably the best center in the league next to Dwight Howard. But he fucking hated basketball, bro. He didn't want to play that shit. He wanted to grow his afro and bowl. More power to him, bro. So when you say Homer doesn't want to play sports, yeah, he already played sports, bro. He already played with Tom Brady. He already did his sporting thing. So, like, I don't really take much much credit into, oh, I never want to play sports again. Yeah, he's he, it's it might be traumatic for him after all this time. It's just a lot of wear and tear on his body. So I don't take much stock into him not wanting to play. Also... That Chris blow-by, it looked bad, but the play, the frame-by-frame will show you Peter's knee gave out a little bit, and Chris's (laughs) Chris's three-point stance is underrated. The way that he he pivoted could catch us all. So I'm not going to – I mean, it was a close game, Chris – Chris is, is not as bad as an athlete as you might think. He's not as good as an athlete as you might think, but I don't think Homer is. As well. <laughs> also, also, I think Homer jumping off the back of a YMCA person is more credit to that YMCA person being able to hold Homer than it is for Homer jumping off <laughs> versus back. I'm way more impressed with that, person's, that person being able to hold Homer jumping off of him. I might take that guy over Homer. And... To, to say that Homer was flying by everybody in a YMCA filled of middle-aged 50-year-old guys doesn't really tell me much about Peter's speed because like it's like, yeah, you're not outrunning many, many fast people there. So I don't really take much credit. And I think the killer mentality, we talk a lot about it, Peter's grudge in that killer mentality, like he will get into Homer. And I know Homer has some determination. I know Homer... I actually don't know if Homer has much determination, but I assume that he does. <laughs> but I just don't see the, like, when he sees the chicken, it's on sight. It's, he drops literally everything he does and makes sure to beat the fuck out of that chicken. So, like, I, I can't say that if you say, yo, Homer, Peter, I mean, Peter, you gotta, you, you really need to beat Homer. He's like, and he just make he's like Michael Jordan. He'll make up something to be mad about. He, he'll just take it personally for no reason. That's that killer Mike. I'm going to win because I don't like you for a reason that doesn't make sense to anybody but me. All right. Uh, so you guys make some very good arguments. Um, this has been enlightening. I did not know 
either of them had any athletic accomplishments under their belt, except for I, <laughs> except for the one the Tom Brady episode with Peter Griffin. But I thought that was just kind of a just one and done kind of thing. But they've been athletically uh, accomplished, I would say, which is surprising and shocking, really. So I just watched the video of Chris versus Peter, and I I gotta say, Adam, that it doesn't make a good case for you. Um, it was one play. We only get beat one up. time. He had a pr- pretty good little <laughs> post-up move where <laughs> Peter called Lois <laughs> afterwards uh, and tried to get a foul from Brian. Uh, it's not, it wasn't a good look. Um, but Peter does have 30 the, pounds on Homer. Um, did you see Peter, the switch at the free throw line also, though? You saw that clip. But... I, I did, an open, open uh, free throw shot. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I don't um, mean to be mean, but not everybody every, – we all know not everybody can hit an open free throw, Laura. <laughs> Yeah, but that's right. But it's not me versus Homer. It's Peter versus Big Homer. mistake. I'm just saying, just you know, it's the, not the easiest. The, <laughs> big, big mistake dissing the judge when you have any number of NBA player. You could trash on instead right when he's about to give an answer. Yeah, yeah you're not just, doing great, Adam. Just trying to put it in perspective, man. Not getting yourself in 30 points here. Um, so, so – I like Peter has the weight on him for sure. Peter does mm-hmm. definitely has a strength, like getting out of that dog pile. I don't think, yeah, that's, that's just inhuman. Um, pirouette is also inhuman. I don't yeah. think anyone can do that unless they're on ice. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, the chicken fights, those, uh, those have been the most incredible scenes of like animated television I've ever seen in my life. Um, it also shows that Peter has just, unquestionable endurance shocking endurance did not know that man could go could do anything like that for that long he does have the like a killer instinct because obviously he wants to murder that chicken and accomplishes <laughs> that a couple times chicken always comes back i think it's a good comp boogie all right for homer pre-injuries <laughs> um of course because i if we all remember that the, the leg break at the ymca game <laughs> it's right up there with the paul george leg break um did not know he was a championship uh softball player you said in springfield is it, uh, that's incredible uh a boxer i did not know he coached bart to be one of the best best basketball players of all time that's pretty incredible too i do think so again back to the uh just like the the passion that x factor right Homer biting Peter in the balls or in the dick, rather. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a plus for Homer. Uh, it, it shows that he's <laughs> he's doing whatever what? it takes, whatever it takes to win the game. Every oh, takes. I think it matters. Um, I think that crosses I don't the like, line, bro. I don't like his approach. I don't like how no he DQs. Did it, but no one remembers who bit who in the dick. They only remember the winners and the losers. <laughs> Um, so I think like, for example, like Cleveland versus the Warriors, we remember Cleveland. Well, we don't remember that. Well, I guess we do now, but we remember, we don't remember that Draymond Green punched LeBron in the kick, right? Yeah. I remember him kicking him in the balls. We won't remember it five years down the line. And no one said that was cool because you wanted to win. No, like... I think that shows passion (laughs) and that's what I'm all about in basketball. I, I got to give it to Homer. I think... Homer has shown time and time again that he is an athletic specimen. We've never seen anyone as well-rounded as Homer before, both like literally <laughs> well-rounded and in the athletic realm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Peter giving up on sports just doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really show me that he, he really wants to win. He just, hey, I take him in a fight. I'll take Peter in a fight any day, but Homer on the basketball court for sure. I hate that I keep siding with Austin, but he's wait. So you, in, you you're taking in, Homer? Huh? I'm taking Homer. Oh damn! What's the score? Came in guns blazing. Uh, so Homer, uh, dude, I'd say 21 to like ah man, 21 to like 10. I, I think Peter will get some post ups because like like I said, he's got the weight, he's got the strength. But once Homer gets the ball, I. I think Peter might not get it back. No, but it's a loser's <laughs> ball. It's loser's ball. Remember that. I'm sorry if I didn't make that that clear. It's loser's oh. ball, so everybody gets it. You got to play oh, defense. So, 
Well, that's where he's going to get his 10 points from. He's going to get the ball back every now and then and maybe score a couple post-up moves. But other than that, I don't think he's going to be doing much. Damn, man. I, I thought I, that endurance, that killer mentality, that actually getting up before Homer Simpson, I'm surprised. Yeah, right before. And then he exposed his, his penis. <laughs> he exposed his weak spot. <laughs> that ain't right, man. That ain't right. But uh, I guess I'll have to take this L. Let us, uh, all right, well, let us know what you guys think in the comments of where this is posted when we post it. Uh, all right, well, this has been another episode of Mono E Mono. Gentlemen, thanks for doing it as always. We'll be back soon.